0: Well, good afternoon everyone thank you for joining us today new hope radio they're in here with you and uh, we do have a special program today i have a special guest pastor in the studio with me pastor Jean jaguar pastor gene thank you for joining us today thank you so much for inviting me and uh, pastor gene you're from Ah, oh, socket one tell us a little bit about yourself today <laughs> the the paris of new england yes like it's a beautiful it. town nice little town <laughs> Harvest Community Church.
1: Harvest Community Church. Yep, we're right there in the center of the city and um, doing a real, uh, real, real precious urban work there. Yeah, we there need are lots we, of needs.
0: Oh, you know, most of God's greatest work in the first century was done in the cities. That's right. Yeah. Except for John the Baptist.
1: <laughs> we have the Blackstone River. It's not the Jordan, <laughs> <Okay>. but. <laughs>
0: So we have a good topic today. I'm glad you tuned in. Don't forget, you can get our programs on the Hope Club podcast as well. That's our messages on demand, anytime. Just go to the Hope Club podcast, anywhere you can find podcasts, and we are there, and you can listen on your way to work, on your way home, having lunch, whatever you decide. God's Word will be there waiting for you. So, Pastor Gene, we got a very important topic today. Mm, We're going to talk about something that I don't know if a lot of people hear about it, but I think it's a a vital topic because it does provide the guidance and the power for the Christian way of life, Mm. and that's the Holy Spirit. Mm. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit today and maybe His ministry to the believers and how, how can we as God's people... Tap into that divine power source that God has avail- made available to us, and many of the roles that He has for us too. Mm. You know, He's our teacher, our guide, our comforter, our exhorter. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start to talk about some of those ministries that He has taught us?
1: Mm. Yeah, and the the whole the work of the Holy Spirit is so important in the life of the believer that it's almost uh, amazing that it doesn't get talked about more. Pastor it is. Dave, mm. um, when. Um, Jesus is saying goodbye to the disciples just before he's, uh, he's up in the upper room and just before he's crucified and uh, betrayed by Judas and arrested. Uh, he sits down with the with the um, disciples and he talks to them about mm-hmm. the coming of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14 and then again in John chapter 16, all of this is taking place in the same night, mm-hmm. essentially, and he's talking about this new comforter that he's going to send and how he's not going to leave them as orphans. Even though he's not uh, personally going to be with them, bodily with them, he's not going to leave them alone. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. And he says something really amazing in that context. I mean, lots of what he says in that mm-hmm. context is really mind-blowing. But one of the things he says is, it's to, he tells his disciples now this is the night that he's going to be arrested, mm-hmm. so their hearts are heavy. Mm-hmm. You know uh, he tells us at the beginning of John chapter fourteen, look, you know, uh, let not your hearts be troubled. I mean, their hearts are troubled, mm-hmm. and then Jesus says this, Pastor Dave. He says, "It's to your advantage that I go away, mm-hmm. because if I go away, I will send to you the Holy Spirit." Right. How right. amazing! Is mm-hmm. this Holy Spirit that mm-hmm. Jesus could say something like this, you know? And then he says something else. He says, "And you know Him, because He's with you, mm-hmm. but He will be in you." Mm-hmm. And-, and
0: yeah, and, and you know when he when he told them he's going to send them another helper. The word he used, "elos," mm-hmm. another of the same kind. That's right. So he's like me. Mm. So. You're losing me but you're not losing me right because my spirit will be with you right in the presence of the Holy Spirit right and I'm sure they found that I hopefully very comforting that there was still going to be another divine power available to them replacing the physical aspect of
1: who Christ is but the spirit of who Christ is, Will be there with them, right? And that word that you've you've used it several times, even though we've Mm -hmm. only been on the uh, radio for a few minutes here. This word power. Mm -hmm. uh, This you know, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. comes, right? This is the promise of Pentecost. But one of the things that we read in the Bible is that um, as believers. This life that we're living, I mean, we're in the midst of a world that's completely consumed in Mm -hmm. darkness, and here we are shining as lights in the darkness, you know. Jesus says, I am the light of the world, but then in another place, he says to his followers, you are the light of the world. Mm -hmm. So here we are trying to shine in the darkness, but we can't do that on our own power. So God gives us the Holy Spirit, and not only that, he gives us the Word of God. As a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, I think those are the only two things in the New Testament that are declared to be the power source for Christians. Mm -hmm. Um, The Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper Mm -hmm. than a two-edged sword. Piercing to the dividing of the soul and the spirit and the joints of the marrow. And it criticizes our critiques, mm-hmm. our thoughts and intents, mm-hmm. the intents of our heart. And the other thing is the spirit, the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead. Romans eleven—same
0: spirit lives nuts,
1: within right, you. Right, yeah. Right. So we've got this amazing power source available to us. And I think one of the, the great disasters of modern day evangelicalism is folks thinking that they can somehow live this amazing supernatural christian life in their own power Mm.
0: and do you do you think that
1: the spirit can
0: lead us based on the amount of god's word we have within our soul Mm. that if there's a lack of bible knowledge what is it does what does the spirit have to lead us with so how can we even tell where or how the spirit is leading us if we're void of god's word so to me it seems like we need to really be disciplined to to be students of God's Word so we can be led by the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. And I think there's a passage that really speaks to that issue. You know, I know that you've taught many times, Pastor Dave, that the wisdom that we need for the trials that are ahead are learned today, mm. not when the trial comes. Mm-hmm. And there's a passage in Proverbs it's a- absolutely um, terrifying, that's probably the right word to use ah. here. But, you know, wisdom is being personified, and mm-hmm. wisdom is when we take the Word of God that we hear taught by our pastor or in our in our Bible study mm-hmm. or our devotional time, something the Lord shows us through the Holy Spirit, and we actually apply that to our lives. So we, be, we become people who are living the Word that we've been taught. That's wisdom. But there's this passage in Proverbs, and, and Solomon opens the book with it, basically. After a little prologue, he says this wisdom shouts in the streets. Mm-hmm. So you've got this idea of wisdom is being personified now as, you know, as a person speaking. And it says wisdom shouts in the streets. She lifts up her voice in the square at the head of the noisy street. She cries out at the entrance to the gate of the city. She utters her sayings. So everywhere wisdom is speaking everywhere. Mm-hmm. And here's what she says, pastor Dave, how long? O oh, you simple ones. Will you love your simplicity? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing, and fools hate knowledge. And here's the, here's the challenge mm-hmm. in verse 23. Turn to my reproof, my correction, mm-hmm. and I will pour out my spirit upon you and make my words known to you. But watch the warning here, and this is the terrifying part. But because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention, and you neglected all of my counsel, and you did not want my correction or reproof. Mm-hmm. I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock you when your dread comes. Imagine this. Mm. When your dread comes like a storm and calamity comes on like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. Now, this, is, this isn't this is God saying, I'm going to mock mm, you. This wisdom. is wisdom. It's like, and I told you so. Yeah. Mm. It's like, you know what? The the word of God was available. It was available. Think about it. You were just talking at the beginning of your introduction about how folks can go and they can listen on demand to mm-hmm. what? What do you have? Hundreds of sermons available. About 350. There you go. 350 mm-hmm. sermons. And yet people will not take advantage of that, mm-hmm. not take advantage of that, not take it, say, no, 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 mm-hmm. I'm too busy, I've got something else to do. And then when the trial comes, when the, when the, the distress comes, right, right. they don't have the wisdom in their soul to be able to yeah. deal with it. And, you know,
0: uh, uh, when we think about walking with the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, this is about the practical Christian life, too. I mean, God wants us to live a real down-to-earth, Christian life. So, okay, somebody's having a problem loving someone at work. There's a conflict. Mm. They don't like their personality. They don't like the way they're treated. Well, you know what? I believe the Bible tells us in Romans 5.5 5, that the Spirit fills us with the love of God. Mm. So if we're walking with the Spirit and being led by the Spirit, we'll have that love to love that person. It's not a human love. It's a godly love. Mm. So people need to understand that the Spirit's ministry to us is to help us in our daily life to do what you said, glorify God mm. in our body, yeah. to help us to let our light shine so people can see our good works. But apart from the Spirit, it's not going to happen. So where does love come from? It comes from the filling of the Spirit inside of us.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the most um, uh, well-known parts of the Bible are the fruits of the spirit Mm -hmm. and it talks about love and peace and hope
0: and uh,
1: kindness Mm -hmm. joy right and think about this now these things are called the fruits of the spirit so what's important there I think is that they're not the fruit of Gene or Dave Mm -hmm. these are the things that only God can grow in Mm -hmm. the garden of my heart so I think what, what Paul is saying there is, listen, if I'm being, le- if I am practicing the filling of the Spirit, if I'm being led by the Spirit, if, if when I con- commit a sin, I'm confessing that sin to the Lord with real contrition and, mm. and saying, Lord, I want to change. I want to repent. Um, and I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, the love that you're talking about for that guy that you work with that mm-hmm. is like, unlovable Mm -hmm. (laughs) um it begins to grow in your heart and you don't even know where it comes from Mm. all of a sudden you just know that you're kinder you you have a capacity to love more you're patient Mm -hmm. these are all the fruits of the holy spirit so where how do we without the this life in the spirit that Mm -hmm. we're talking about today how do we get those things Mm -hmm. i don't think we can and you know what I love
0: at the end of that list, Paul says. And against these things there is no law. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'm not gonna love because it's against the law. I'm not gonna be kind because it's against the law. I'm not gonna be gentle. No, Paul says, No, it's not against the law. Yeah. You won't be arrested for loving and being kind and gentle and having self-control. It's okay. You I'm giving you permission yeah. to live that way. Yeah. You know? So and another thing, you know, the spirit, oh, he does so much for us. How many people today, Pastor Gene, you think like of all those that are truly saved, I wonder how many are confident in their salvation, mm-hmm. if they really believe that they're going to make it to heaven. Is there something they can do to lose that salvation? Mm-hmm. Can they tick God off? Can they cross the line? So when we understand the God, God's Word and what it says about the Spirit, we realize that, wait a minute, I'm sealed by the Holy Spirit yeah. in Ephesians 1.13, mm-hmm. until the day of redemption. So now I can go through life, and yes, I might have my bad seasons, I might have my failures, but I'm still sealed by the Spirit, and I still belong to God. Mm. These are the things that build confidence in the Christian life.
1: Sure. And, you know, the thing is, I believe that if I'm walking with God, I just have that assurance. Mm-hmm. You know, I the Holy Spirit is constantly, you know, I'm crying out, mm-hmm. Abba, Father, right? Mm-hmm. Through the Spirit that is in me. But um, if I'm not walking with God, it, it, even though I'm saved and we understand that we can't lose our salvation, salvation is God's victory, Jesus' victory, mm-hmm. um, but... I can't know that if I'm not walking in fellowship with God. Uh, I feel distant from the Lord. I question things that I shouldn't question. The assurance that the Holy Spirit floods Mm -hmm. my soul with when we're in fellowship is just not there.
0: And wouldn't Satan's number one weapon come into play? Doubt. Mm. It seems like that's the thing that he used in the garden. Mm. It's what he uses in people's lives today. They doubt. Mm -hmm. They doubt where they stand with God. They doubt God loves them. Oh, he can't love me now. Mm. I'm divorced. He yeah. can't love me now. I got fired from my job. Mm. He can't love me now. I'm in jail. And and Satan comes in and that doubt can be so strong. We quit. We mm. give up. Yeah. And we we sell God's love short. Mm. God's love is unconditional. Mm. It's 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 loving the Christ inside of us. Yeah. But as you said, without the word of God, how are we going to know these things? Mm. We'll never know.
1: Yeah, we, and, and you're absolutely right. We feel distant and all of a sudden all of these things that were mm-hmm. like, we were rock solid and mm-hmm. we completely understood are gone. And not only that, but it extends beyond just myself because, you know, the moment that I was saved, God did not rapture me. He didn't immediately, the moment I was saved, He didn't bring me up into heaven because He had a work for me to do here. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a mission that every single believer has. Uh, That God wants to accomplish through Him. So you mentioned that person at work again. Now that person who's so difficult to love is the mission field Mm. of the Christian that's there, right? Right. But what happens is, when we're not walking with the Holy Spirit, we become selfish. Mm -hmm. When we are walking with the Holy Spirit, we're selfless, Mm -hmm. just like Jesus, you know. And we we start to think about the things that god cares about now if you think about the coming of the holy spirit in acts chapter one it's completely connected to mission Mm -hmm. the holy spirit will come upon you with great power and you will be my witnesses witnesses. where jerusalem or into the outermost parts of the world they're Mm -hmm. in jerusalem Mm -hmm. so right here where you are now you're going to be my witnesses and so this is i i agree with you pastor dave this is the devil's great You know, Mm -hmm. triumph. Mm -hmm. If he can get a believer to focus upon themselves, the cares of the world, all of the stuff that's around us, you know, the COVID disaster or the, you know, it's going to be one thing after another. These Mm -hmm. are the last days. Mm -hmm. We're going to be seeing all kinds of things. But if he can get us to focus upon ourselves, our own economy, these types of things to the exclusion of the things of God, Then not only are we people who are like ships without an anchor, Mm -hmm. we don't have the confidence that we need as believers, but we're completely neutralized in our faith. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. the devil love that? Mm -hmm. You know, I can't reach out to that guy at work because I'm not caring about mission at all. Right, right. Or my life doesn't
0: feel like it's got anything to demonstrate. I can't demonstrate the the love of god i can't demonstrate security in god you know god wants us to have peace and joy through the power of the spirit but yet if we don't have that peace and joy when as you said we're not going to have that desire to share christ to to even let people know what what god can do in my life because i'm not letting him do what he wants to do in my life
1: yeah because the holy spirit propels us into Mm. that you know When we're thinking like Christ, and we see somebody at work, and that person says something really nasty to us, Mm. now initially it stings. But as we step back, if we're if we're filled with the Holy Spirit and walking with God, when we step back a moment, we say, "Wait a minute, this guy's lost. Exactly, he's lost. I was lost, and God saved me. Even and the the anger and the you know vindictiveness or any malice that we might have is immediately." Um, removed, and now we have a pity mm-hmm. and we have a concern and a desire that that person would, would be partaking of the Lord's table with us at mm-hmm. church someday and, and loving Jesus like we love him. That, somebody that's very popular, somebody
0: very famous said something. He said, Um, love never fails. Who yeah. said that? Who was that? I don't yeah, know. Some he, guy, he... He's some guy in the Bible said that. <laughs> and you think about it, if we apply love to that situation that you're talking about, we've got God's guarantee. It's not going to fail. It's going to win people. It's going to bring them around. Right. So, but that's the thing that we have to get from what the filling of the Spirit. Yeah. If we're not connected with the Spirit, we're not going to have this love to share with those where God said, you know what, you're going to love the unlovely. Yeah. They're not too lovely. Yeah, if you love those that love you,
1: Jesus said, "What well, big deal?" Right. But if you can love those that don't love you, now you're talking. And you know, I think the 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 really amazing part of that whole thing is I don't think we can. Yeah. I don't think we can love our enemies. Can. I don't think we can do the things that Jesus is asking us to do unless we're filled with the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Indeed, indeed. Well, we're dialoguing today, Pastor Ginger gives
0: with me from Harvest Community Church in Woonsocket. We're talking about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit. You know what? We need to get really. Personal with the Spirit. And um, sometimes we get overboard with the Spirit. I believe there's a balance. I think knowledge of the Word of God and then being led by the Spirit Mm -hmm. is going to give us a nice balance to the Christian way of life. Not too extreme on one end, on the other, because the Holy Spirit is not extreme in that sense. Yeah. He's an awesome power source, but he's not like too much of this or too much of that. He's exactly what we need. Mm. For love. He sanctifies us. He sets us apart. Mm. We don't have to be members of this world system in practice because the spirit sanctifies us and sets us apart for God. Yeah. We can live for a higher purpose.
1: We can live for God Himself, can't we? Mm. Yeah. You were mentioning earlier about um, about the law, and and um, you know it's not against <laughs> I like how you put it. It's not against the law to <laughs> practice the fruits of the spirit, but the uh, the spirit has another really amazing connection with the law because <clears throat> you know very famously there are more than what six hundred commandments and the Old Testament, right? Something like that. 611. I'm sure I have that number wrong, but there's um, lots of commandments. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go through and just do all the commands in the Old Testament, you'll have plenty to read. Well, I'll Um, never boil a lamb (laughs) in water. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Right. Um, But then, um, you know, then Moses comes along and and God gives him the 10 commandments, which kind of consolidates Mm -hmm. all of these other commandments. You know, if you love God, this way in the first group of commandments and mm-hmm. if you love people you mm-hmm. know in the second part of mm-hmm. the command you know you're going to fulfill them all and then we get to the new testament and jesus kind of consolidates all of those into two exactly yep. so you know love god yep. with all your heart soul strength and might mm-hmm. love your neighbor as yourself and um and, and you fulfill the law. the law that's it so I'm not going to commit adultery with my neighbor's wife if I'm, if I love him. I'm not going to steal something that doesn't belong to me from mm-hmm. someone if I love him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. So all of those things are, are fulfilled in those two commandments. But then even at that, Pastor Dave, you know, I was raised Catholic. So I was raised with a whole kind of understanding that what I do, uh, is, uh, what my spirituality is all about. You know, it is like, uh, there is my understanding anyway. Was that you've got to do this and this and this Mm. and this. And there were, you know, there were a million of them, Mm -hmm. it seemed. Um, And even some things that were like gray areas and you had to, you know, talk to the priest about or whatever. But when we get to Romans, we find something that's really remarkable. This idea that um, Paul says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Mm. Now, this is really, really revolutionary. He says there's a law of the spirit of life in Jesus that has set me free from this other law. And then he goes on to say something that is mind-blowing. He says, essentially, that when I'm walking in the spirit, everything that the law requires of me, the spirit fulfills in me. Hmm. So... What I read there, Pastor Dave, is that Jesus says, you know, you can take the the 600 laws, and they were consolidated into 10, and I'm consolidating them into two, but then the Apostle Paul comes along and says, you know what, there's really only one, Mm. life in the Spirit. Mm. You will never sin against God, and you will never sin against your brother If you're being led by the Holy Spirit, because that which that which the law requires of us, the spirit fulfills in us Mm. who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit who walk not according to the flesh, Mm. but according to the spirit. So just by waking up in the morning and presenting myself to the Lord and say, Lord, today, use me. Let, your, let me be a vessel through which your Holy Spirit works today. Mm. I don't want any sin in my life. I don't want to allow any anything from my flesh or the enemy to come in. I just want to live for you today. I am automatic, just by virtue of the fact that I'm walking in the Spirit, I'm f- fulfilling every obligation of the law. Mm. Or, or more, m- more accurately, the Holy Spirit is fulfilling mm-hmm. every requirement of the law in me.
0: And what you said... Getting up in the morning, that introduces the principle of personal discipline. Mm-hmm. I think if every believer had more personal discipline with God, we would be able to appropriate a lot of the things that we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um, things don't happen— unless we do them intentionally. Mm-hmm. You know, the greatest success, successful people in the world were very intentional with what they did. The greatest musicians, the greatest athletes, the greatest researchers, mm-hmm. the greatest preachers, they were intentional. They didn't just wait for it to happen. They had to be diligent in their disciplines. And what you're saying today, I, I do that every morning. Mm. Well, the first thing I do is get a cup of coffee. because oh, <laughs> I can't do anything <laughs> without that. <laughs> me then I, either. Then, I'm, then God's waiting for me on the couch. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. There's a there's a really key word here. It's found a couple of times in Romans, and it's the word present. Mm-hmm. You know, in Romans twelve, we're told to present ourselves before God as living sacrifices. I think it was um, I think it was Steve Brown who one time said the problem with a with a living sacrifice it's always crawling off the altar. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they tie them on. <laughs> but, um, you know, pre- the, this idea of presenting. And so just think about this now. If we're presenting ourselves as an offering, you think about the Old Testament priests. You know, er, today every believer is a priest. You mm-hmm. think about the Old Testament priests where the, somebody would come and they would have an offering for their family and they would present that offering mm-hmm. before the Lord, right? Well, as we read through Romans, we find out that the offering that he's asking for is the members of our body Mm. meaning my fingers Mm. my eyes my nose my feet Mm -hmm. my hands my heart of course and so let's think about this i I don't want to be you know too vulgar here but i mean let's think about it in a real um practical way and say okay these are the members of my body so i i wake up in the morning and i say something to the lord like lord you know what these eyes today Mm. I'm offering them to you. Mm -hmm. Don't let them look upon anything that would bring shame to my Lord. Mm -hmm. Today, I'm offering you my feet. Don't let these feet bring me anywhere that would disgrace the gospel. Mm -hmm. I'm offering you my hands. Don't let me do anything with these hands Mm -hmm. that would hurt my testimony. Mm -hmm. My tongue, Lord, I have a tendency to say things that are unkind or not gracious. Don't let me say anything with my tongue that would. So offering your body a living sacrifice is a really practical thing. And then in another place in Romans, Romans 6, he talks about presenting the members of your body as instruments of righteousness Righteousness. instead of instruments of sin. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, you know, one way we could maybe think about it is we wake up in the morning and then all the way to our left is sin. And then all the way to our right is righteousness. And we're going to make a conscious decision. We're either going to offer ourselves and the instruments of our body that day to sin and say, okay, sin, there you are. Do whatever you want with me today. Or we're going to offer them to righteousness. And when we do that, God is glorified. And we find out that people are attracted, not to us, Mm -hmm. but to the Holy Spirit that's in us.
0: Well said, well said. Well, Pastor Gene, this time went by really quickly. Thank you for joining me. Let everybody know where your church is and when your services are. Got some folks up in the area? Maybe they'd like to come in uh, and visit Harvest Community.
1: Sure. If, if you're from the area, you've probably seen us handing out Bibles. We're 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 trying to hand Bibles out into the community. So that's us uh, uh, that are out there handing out Bibles on the street corners. Uh, we're at 60 North Main Street, um, Winsocket, Rhode Island, uh, right next to the Salvation Army. And uh, you're welcome to come. At our services that uh, are at 10 o'clock every sunday morning and we also have groups that meet throughout the week so you could find out more about that as well and you got a website i'm sure right we do harvest, website. harvest community church dot net so www.harvestcommunitychurch.net great thank you again for being
0: with us thank it's you. a joy sharing god's word that's about it for us folks thank you for coming along and uh, don't forget join the hope club and uh, check out the hope club podcast you're listening enjoyment on the way to work, on the way home at lunch. Do what we've been talking about today. We'll see you next time.